Welcome to the Live Big, Find Your Magic podcast. I'm your host, Anna Gray. I'm a nurse by day, but have built multiple businesses on the side over the last 11 years. The best thing about the last 11 years are the relationships that I've developed and the people I've met. I created this podcast because I felt their stories needed to be heard. You need to hear who they are and how they find magic in their life. Let's listen in. Hey guys, welcome to the Live Big Find Your Magic podcast, where today I am talking to my friend, Karen Chable. And Karen, thank you for being on the podcast and willing to share your story with, with, the, with my audience. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited. Yay, yay. Okay, so Karen, uh, where I met Karen was in one of my Facebook groups. You'll find a trend in the beginning of all of these episodes is that there are a lot of people that I love to talk to that I met inside my own Facebook group. And Karen is one of them. And I've known her for a couple of years now. And we, it, the great thing about um, social media is that you know, you, you're connected with someone and then life happens. We all have our own lives and we live our lives. And then you come back and reconnect. And so it's been a while, but we've reconnected and here we are chatting. And I, and we, of course, we chatted before I clicked record so that we could catch up a bit. And, and that's what I love the most, obviously, is this connection with people that you wouldn't necessarily connect with um, if it weren't for social media. And here we are. So thank you again, Karen, for being here. And um, I'm looking forward for, for you to share your story I'm going to ask you a few questions before we get started. Well, I guess we're getting started now. I'm going to ask you some questions that are the ice-breaking questions. There's no wrong answer, just so you know. Okay. And they're pretty easy to answer. Okay. But everybody has a different answer. And that's what I love about this. All right. So the first question for you is, do you believe everyone has a purpose in life? And there is yes. no wrong or right answer. I do. It's okay. You choose to follow that purpose, or do you choose to even see you have a purpose? So yes. Have you always thought that? No. Okay. Expand on that. Uh, when I was really struggling for many years in my life, I couldn't see any purpose in life, like being depressed and anxious, and I didn't like. I saw no positive in my life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what? What was the one thing that you realized that, okay, wait, I have a purpose. I have a purpose. I need to, I need to pursue because I, I asked that question because there are a lot of people that I work with in, in, in the nursing field that, um, would say that they probably thought their purpose was in nursing. And then years later, I don't really have a purpose. I will say for me, I did. That was not my purpose. When I, when I went into nursing, I didn't feel like, Oh, I'm going into nursing because I have a purpose. I really didn't think I had a purpose until one day I felt like, Oh shoot, I think I have one. So for you, um, what was that moment where you're like, Oh wait, I do have a purpose. Uh, it was when I finally looked after myself. So I'm exactly like you. I was a nurse too. 
Mm -hmm. And I went into nursing. It was either I was going to be a teacher or a nurse. Mm -hmm. And back when everybody's like, oh, don't be a teacher. There's no jobs. Like, Mm -hmm. so I'm like, okay, well, I'll be a nurse then. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a purpose. It was, I was raised, you find a career and you do something. So, and I love, I love working and helping with people. So I guess there is a bit of a purpose there, but I never looked at it as it's my purpose. I just did a, did my job. And, um, so I just kept doing my job, like mm-hmm. just doing it. And then I, I hit a rock bottom mm-hmm. and I started like looking after myself mm-hmm. and then I lost a hundred pounds. I changed my whole life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I lost a hundred. I left an unhealthy marriage. I lost hundred pounds mm-hmm. and then life happens. And mm-hmm. I ended up working at the bariatric clinic years, mm-hmm. years later yeah. And I lost my weight, not from bariatric surgery. I right, lost right. it by working on my inner self. Right, right. And right. I worked at that clinic and I watched my clients. I was case manager and I could see these, these clients having this extreme surgery, losing weight, but then a year post-surgery, mm-hmm. starting to gain it back or totally stalling out and not getting to their goal. Right. And I saw it was because they didn't work on like the root yeah. cause yeah. And in that, like, and then it was a struggle at work. There were things going on. Yeah. And I was like, what do I want to do with my life? Here? Right. Do I so there, be, boom. Yeah. Do I want to be in this job where there's cranky nurses? And like, they were telling me, like, I had, like, my purpose in, like, I loved the bariatric clinic because I knew that you could make a change, like, you could lose this weight. And so I was all in working with my clients. But the problem was, I had my own thoughts on where they need to be working but they but the system was no very little basic work on your root cause and let's get you to surgery so my the nurses I work with kept saying Karen like stop putting so much effort in stop working so hard and I'm like do I want to just like be nonchalant and just do my job I'm like yeah no that's not working for me Mm -hmm. so that's when I started thinking outside the box like what else can I do Mm -hmm. I found um it was actually I ended up not going straight to weight loss for nurses as a coach Mm -hmm. I opened a clinic so it was a nutrition clinic so we it was a um a bricks and mortar building it was a franchise we gave meal plans and worked Mm -hmm. on and then I'm like no, this is all about the food again. Right. So after two years, I closed it down, did some coaching yeah. courses. And now this yeah. is where I'm at. And yeah. it is my purpose now. Yeah. So I love it. You light up when you talk yeah. about it. I love yeah. that. Yeah. We're going to dig in a little bit more in your story later. Um, Cause I want you to share a little bit more about that, but that was exactly what I wanted to hear was, was that was like the pivotal moment where you're like, wait, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And you yeah. listen to your gut and you listen to what you really wanted to do and didn't just settle for what you were supposed to do or, you know, the job. So I love that. Awesome. 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 Okay. Second question. What? And I'm going to, I'm going to narrow this down. What brings you joy, but most importantly, what brought you joy this week? One thing that brought you joy this week. First is working with my clients. Like I love it because Mm -hmm. they're so desperate for making a change. So that, Mm -hmm. and my grandchildren, I love my grandchildren. Like I have two and I, you know, I talk to them and as much as I can, it's been a busy week. So I haven't had as much, but 
like that's my motivation yeah, yeah, yeah. Life in life like yeah. I I just want them to have the best life too I'd love to help them out in their life right. as well and be there for them and be the best person for them mm-hmm. so yeah Awesome. Okay. Love it. All right. And then the third question is a little bit tricky, but it won't be for you. I don't think. Um, all right. What is your favorite thing about human connection? Because I, I, I asked that question because clearly there is a human connection between the two of us. And that's why we're sitting here. And I just love human connection so much that I have to ask people what they love about it, just to see if we're on the same page, which we usually are. So what do you love about human connection? It could be anything. Yeah, no, to me, it's like knowing there's there's somebody else out there that's there for you, that understands you. And even if they don't, just like, just to acknowledge even you, like we do need that acknowledgement in our life, like to go through life by yourself. Yeah. I could, don't get me wrong, but it, right. human connection just gives you that feeling of, 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 of like of being there for yeah. for the humankind and all right. That, right right I don't know that's a little I love that that's actually yeah. a, a different answer than I've ever gotten so oh. um and it really hits home so I yeah I, I I totally agree with you on that on that human connection we can live our lives independently and do and survive and be okay and but having someone there and having your back, and it could be anyone, it could be, you know, even someone that you just recently meet and they, you know, realize that you're, you know, you're important and they say, wow, you have a great life. You, you know, and um, if that person didn't show up, you just be moseying along, but man, you know, it, it makes a big difference. It's a little, you get a little spring in your step when someone, um, connects. So yeah, like yeah, it gives I love you that. Well, it gives you the motivation to keep yeah. like connect, like that connecting that, like finding out who they are and they yeah. find out who you are. And like that, like I actually, when you talk about somebody coming into your world, I was, um, I had this lady, the one that did my RTT and she introduced me to this other nurse who works with nurses losing weight, same as I am. Mm-hmm. And we got talking and we connected. We're mm-hmm. so similar. Yeah. And it's that just being there for each other, mm-hmm. having yeah. each other back, like yeah. you said. And if I'm having a question or a doubt mm-hmm. or just need somebody to help me with my brain, mm-hmm. you're there for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's yeah. So I love that. That's is that that's uh that's why we that's why that's why we're here. It's for that reason. It's 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 just um I don't know. It makes, it makes life exciting and easy. It's easy for us to talk because there is this connection and yes, we both, we both are nurses, but we didn't necessarily connect on that level first, but it's a great thing to, you know, know that we get each other in that, in that world as well. So, okay. So that, that question was not that hard at all. For you. So fabulous. Then you passed the test. You passed the three question test. We can keep going then. <laughs> I know, right. We can keep going. Um, all right. So what I would love for you to do is I'd love for you to go back and share as much of your story as you would like to share. Um, I know your story is incredibly inspiring and I know that it will be inc- incredibly inspiring to my audience um, for many reasons. And we chatted a little bit about this before we started and um, 
so so go ahead and share kind of where where your story story starts and of course you don't have to go way 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 back when but where your story starts and how you ended up where you're at right now and how you really find those magical moments of the the joys in life um through those ups and downs okay well it does start way back when because okay. that, like it you know and it is so many things that we go through do start back when we're a child and so i was I can't remember any more than from age eight on, like I don't remember and, and that's okay. Uh, but it was, I took on some meanings of things that my, my family, my dad and my mom, and it wasn't that they, so my dad was a Ukrainian farmer, like he did work too, but they were the old, you know, strict strict person, right? That's how he grew up. So if you're not listening, or if you're talking back or whatever, you got the strap and the spoon. So my mom, like, he's a really hard ass in some ways. And so he, sometimes he was hard on my mom. And I, my kind, caring soul would speak up for her because she, she learned in her life, you don't speak up, right? You don't do that. So I'm a pig-headed person and I'm like no I see there's wrong and I'm going to speak up and <clears throat> so then I got in trouble I got the strap and the spoon so there's nothing wrong with what he did per se because that's all he knew but I took the meaning on there's something wrong with me I'm not good enough that's what I did I didn't realize it but that then fed into the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So I grew up again, you know, I struggled in school and it was because I didn't think I could do good enough. I wasn't, I couldn't do a good enough job in school. I'm like, it, it was that I felt so um, not good about myself that I was so in my head that I didn't do things for me. So no wonder life was hard. So as I kept growing up because, oh, and then, so when I got in trouble, my mom's a great cook. So to make me feel better, she'd give me food. Mm. So I grew up, you right. feel not good, things are bad. And then even when things are good, but it was always around food. Right. So I grew up, I turned to food, food was my friend. Yeah. And so growing up, I was real, really overweight. I was bullied. So again, you feel even worse about yourself yeah. and you keep yourself in a little bubble almost. I did have some friends, but yet I still held back because you were ashamed of yourself, embarrassed. Mm -hmm. You didn't feel like you fit in because those friends of mine were skinny, right? And mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I fit in. And so it just kept it's like a snowball effect. And then, you know, I went to nursing school and I did struggle a bit in nursing school. And again, it just fed into my belief, oh, Karen, right. you're not good enough. You, you know, you don't do a good enough job. Oh, you know, things are hard for you. And then I lost some weight in grade 12 because I'm like, I want to date. I want to date for grade 12. So I did the extreme diet. I lost 50 pounds in six weeks and I got a date, right? Mm -hmm. But diets don't work. I didn't work on what's inside of me and gained it back. And so I, that was where my yo-yo dieting started. Even though when I was younger, my mom was always on me, mm -hmm. like watch what you eat, suck in your stomach. Like, mm -hmm. so I was so fixated around how I looked and the right. food. And so at, um, 1920, 20, this guy walked into my life and I didn't really even know him, but it was the first person that really 
I only had like one or two other very, very brief dates in my life. And this guy walks in, gives me all the attention. So guess what? My brain was, he'll, I'll never find anybody else. And so he, after six months, he asked me to marry him. But inside my soul, I knew he wasn't the right person for me, but my brain kept saying, you know what? Nobody else will ever want you. Here I am at 20, like, give me a break. Now I look back, but because of this snowball of how I felt so unworthy and no self-confidence and so married him, it was not a healthy marriage. A lot of emotional stuff from him that went on that fed into me even feeling worse and worse and worse. I had three kids. I had postpartum depression after the first one. So like, it was just a snowball. I got depressed and anxious and had panic attacks. And then at 42, I, I hit a rock bottom. Like I physically wasn't well, I had a blood infection and, and I was mentally not well. I hardly could get out of bed. I dreaded doing anything. Like I was so depressed. Yeah. And in that moment, I thought of taking my own life because mm-hmm. I thought I can't live like this. I don't want to live like this mm-hmm. anymore. And in that moment, like I realized I can't do that to my children. Like I, I had children because I, that was my, I just love children. And I knew I couldn't do that to them. And in that moment, I realized I got to find a whole other way. And that's, you know, when I talk about like, I hope my, when I'm talking to your your um, listeners don't hit that rock bottom like you don't have to hit that rock bottom pay attention and go I want to do something different before I get to that point but I did and but that like me getting sick and me having that was the universe's way of saying pay attention yeah like I do believe it was meant to be because my whole life changed in that moment. I started looking for what else I can do. Mm-hmm. And I found a group coaching program and it worked on me. Like it worked on myself, my beliefs about myself. And when I allowed myself to finally feel okay with who I am, have self-confidence, have self, self-esteem, mm-hmm. My whole life changed. Like, that's how I left an unhealthy marriage that was 22 years. That's how I I lost 100 pounds. It wasn't dieting. Like, I just had so much belief in I am good enough. Mm -hmm. I finally felt like I was good enough Mm -hmm. because I was using food to help me try to feel better and good enough. But once I felt that, I didn't need the food to deal with that. Mm -hmm. So mm-hmm. it, it, that's what I do with my nurses is we have to work on what's going on under the surface right. that's keeping us depressed and anxious and stressed out. And like, you know, we got talking, we were talking at the beginning mm-hmm. before we got on this call about busyness. I was a great people pleaser. I was great at doing my schedule. I had no minute for myself. I did everything for everybody else and I never put any effort into myself because I didn't think I was worth it. Mm -hmm. And then once I realized I am, and I took that time for myself and I'm not saying, you know, hours, it was like even five minutes and sitting down and getting what's out in my head on paper and challenging it. Like, that's not true. Like let's pay attention here. Then life changed. Like then that's that ripple effect, right? You start, like, I never understood 
I don't know if you've, you've probably heard this, like put your oxygen mask on first. Yep. yep. I heard it intellectually. I got yeah. it, but I couldn't register with it. Right. Like it didn't, I got it, but how, like, how do I do that? And then once I figured out how to do it, it's so true. When you look after yourself, then you're up, like, you're such a better mom. Yep. You're such a better wife. You're yep. such a better nurse. Yep. Like if just that's what like blew my mind away. I'm like, wow, like right. I can't believe just that little bit of work that I did. And it was a six month program, mm-hmm. but those six months changed the way my life was going. And then I keep working on it. Like I work on myself every day. I write, I journal every day. Right. So how long ago was that group coaching program that you went through? Uh, 13 years ago. So I lost a hundred pounds. That's amazing. 13 years ago. And I kept it off. I bounced five pounds here and there. Get me wrong. I'm not perfect. I get complacent once in a while, but I get it right back off again because I know, I know exactly what to do, but yeah, I've kept it off and I left that marriage. I went through a divorce and through all, it was not a good divorce. It was very messy, Mm -hmm. but through all of that, I still kept my weight off. And then I met a wonderful, wonderful man. So I got remarried as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, through life's ups and downs. So when you talked about the ups and downs, like, sure. so, you know, I left nursing. That was, that was the hardest thing. One of the hardest things I've ever done because yeah. it was like, I'm, it, it, it's almost that identity. I became, yeah. I'm a nurse and then, well, who am I? And then I had a lot of a lot of things from my mother. Well, because their belief is you have a career and yeah. they didn't think doing what I was going to do was a career. Yeah. And so I had a lot of, lot of pushback from them. Why would you do that? You're, you know, and I had to, but because of all the work I did, I stood strong in my belief in myself that this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But through all the ups and downs, that's what kept me going. Right. And like, no, this is like, this is my passion. This is my belief. And I have to keep, like, I have to keep reminding myself of that because there are some days self-doubt comes in, you beat yourself up a bit, but I'm, because of all the practice I've done, I can bring myself out of it so much quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so powerful. (laughs) That's so powerful. I, um. I'm like mesmerized by your story because I can relate to a lot of it in, um, you know, food is comfort and the ups and downs of that and the mindset and all of those things, but still being human. So there, I know that there are a lot of people out there that can relate to your story and really find, uh, you know, find the inspiration in knowing that you can find your oxygen mask. So my question then is for someone that's in that boat right now, they're, they're super depressed at where they're at. They go, I can't believe where, where I've, you know, where I've landed. I understand that I need to work on the inside. What are my first steps? What do I do? What are my first steps to, to grabbing that oxygen mask for myself? What, what kind of easy, quick, tips or steps could you give someone like that who is just starting and just like ready to say I'm done with feeling like this I need to take care of myself first step is stop beating yourself up 
stop. Like we're so good at talking so terrible to ourselves. Then how do you feel when you talk terrible to yourself? Like I know for me, I was the queen of beat yourself up. And then it's, that's what the spiral was so much about too. Like I was on major antidepressants, major, major anti-anxieties. I went to psychiatrists, psychologists. Like I, I looked at myself as not good at like that, not good enough, beat yourself up. Like what's wrong with you? Like the first step in looking after yourself, getting that oxygen, that mask on yourself is just be okay with who you are. Like, talk. like I tell my clients, if you wouldn't talk that way to your best friend or to a child, stop talking that way to yourself. Like first thing ever. And how you do that is so many of us, we do it so automatically because we've done it so often. Sorry, I hope you don't hear the dogs too badly. (laughs) But we do it so often, it's automatic. Like it's just what we do. That's how we, that's who we are. And how to do it is like writing out, like getting aware of what your brain is telling you, getting it on pen to paper. You gotta see it. When you get it out of your head and see it on paper, then you can go, wow, that isn't very nice. Like, why would I right. see myself? Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. I, 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 I totally believe that. I also think sometimes, I don't know, I think sometimes people have a hard time putting it to paper. They feel like it has to be some sort of way. So when you say, you know, put it, put it pen to paper, what would your, what would your tip to be to like get, okay, I'm looking, I have my pen. I have my, what do I, how do I get this out of my head? What, what would you say to someone that's, that struggled? Like say, okay, I'm ready, but I just don't know how to do this. I don't know how to get it out of my head. Yeah. There's a few different ways. There's, I do, this is what I do is I just, like a dear diary, right? Like this oh, yeah. is how my day went. This is yeah. like all this happened. And then as you keep, as you write that way, then you start writing, like, why did I do this? Like mm. your thoughts start coming out. Like as you're just writing, what's in your brain comes out. Yeah. That's how I do it. But yeah. if you're stuck, then you can like write, like ask yourself a question. Like, what did I think of my day today? How did I think my day went? How do you, how do I think I did? What went right? What went wrong? Like just asking yourself some prompting questions can also help if you're really stuck. And then that will get what you've been thinking out in your head, especially the question, what went right? What went wrong? Like those things will really help you see. Right. I think that's, that's so easy. It's so easy to do and so powerful. I know that when I'm very consistent with journaling, um, it makes a world of difference. And then when I'm not consistent at journaling, I know that I'm not consistent at journaling because it's, you know, the days are a little bit harder because you have all of that stuff in your head. And if it doesn't come out, you just continually pile it on, pile it on, pile it on to where you feel like you're drowning in it. And, um, at least that's where I felt is that you're drowning in it until you can get it out. And then once you get it out, it's like, oh my gosh, this is huge relief. And, and like you said, the, the next step though, is really like you said, being kind to yourself. Cause I think that 
we, we can put it out on paper, but what do we do with it? Right. And, and just that one simple act that you say, be kind to yourself, like be okay with the fact that that's what you're feeling because that's what you're feeling and you're human and there's nothing wrong with that. And you're perfect as you are. Um, I just love that so much. And it is so easy for people to do, but it's so hard because we just don't do it. And we just think that, oh, well, we don't have the time to sit down and write it out. Or, I mean, I know there are times where I have some, a piece of paper in my car. And sometimes if I get to work early, I'll just write it on a piece of paper again, when I'm consistent, not all the time, (laughs) because there've been many years where I stopped doing that. Um, So one quick thing in there. So this is one of the other things. It is better to put a pen to paper. It really is. But if you are like busy, like always going, 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 what also I do if I don't have a piece of paper, my phone, I will hit record and I'll talk into it. And I'm, I'll save, this is what I'm thinking. Like, oh, this is what happened. This is what I'm thinking about it. I'll put it into my voice recorder. And the big reason is, is just to get it out of your head. Yeah. Because like you said, like when all those thoughts are stuck in your head, mm-hmm. it gets, it's heavy. Those thoughts mm-hmm. are heavy. And those heavy thoughts, they just keep piling up and piling up. And that's why by the end of the day, so many of us end up escaping with, food because we're just looking for relief from our our heaviness inside of us amen to that yeah so get it out I don't care I mean I do agree pen to paper is way better but if you have to voice record it I don't care what grab it like you said grab a scrap piece of paper there is no perfect way to do it it's not like it's gonna go in a notebook and you're gonna And you're going to laminate it or you're going to put it up on the wall. It is literally to just get it out of your head. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I, you should see all the papers I have. I know. (laughs) Sticky notes and little paper. I've got piles of papers, all my thoughts and ideas. And I'm like, it's just to get it out of your head. Yeah. That's it. And you can tell just, just the way you light up It, it, like you look. Like you don't have any of those thoughts in your head right now because you're, you light up as a person. So imagine you're the, the, you know, you're on the other side and you just wrote it all down, how you're going to look and feel once you do, because you're a perfect example of that, that you feel very light, you feel, you know, energized, you feel happy, you feel like you can take on the world. So I, I love, so, okay. So I love, I love this podcast for this reason. I didn't know where this was going to take us, but where we took this is something very, very simple that I think so many people can utilize and use in their daily life, whether they have a purpose or not. It's just as a human being, who's just trying to get, especially nowadays and getting through this pandemic and feeling you know, that we may have a lack of um, connection with people or that that external feedback where we really do need to rely on ourselves more <clears throat> than we ever have, this is where we land. So I'm so glad that you shared just that little tiny bit of, you know, getting your oxygen mask first, because that's exactly what you did. You started to look at yourself and really take care of yourself first in your mindset 
And then what followed is this amazing weight loss journey that you've been able to keep off for so many years. And now you're helping other people do that. And it's not like it's just fly by night. It's not like, oh, you just lost hundred pounds last year and now you're ready to coach people. It's like, no, I, this is the life I live. And this is why I am so happy to be around or to, to be around my grandkids and, and live this purpose. And, 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 and what you had said, you know, what brings you joy is your, your clients. I mean, that, the fact that you have, um, that you have, that you have that inspiration to bring to your clients so that they can turn around and inspire you to just be there more. I, I can see it. And I appreciate you sharing that so much. Um, do you have any other quick, you know, tips on, you know, finding those moments of joy um, when they may not find, you know, find it, they feel like there's this big hill that they can't climb and great. I can write all the things down and that will help. But like, you know, one, one little, I don't know what, what, what comes to you. I absolutely, I know is so gratitude. Okay. Find one thing, at least one thing every day. And when I yeah. first started this, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Mine was, I'm grateful for the bird outside. Like, <laughs> I, had, I just, that's how I started. I had, because I've never done this before. Yes. But it's so important because what we feed in our brain yes. is what we see more of. Yes. So, like as a nurse, like, it, you know, your day is stressful, yes. you've got your, your load and, you know, you're not staffed enough. And yes. so our brain is focused on all these negatives and it's not, those negatives are bad. That's the thing too, because we have to have 50% positive and negative. So don't make them bad. Right. But that's one of the things, but then it's like, okay, this is what's going on, but there's also this too. Mm-hmm. And we need to, mm-hmm. that's what really helps yeah. us see another perspective yeah. because we can get so locked in all absolutely. things going on absolutely we have to there are other ways in life even though like when I was going through stuff in my life I, I'm depressed and at that point and I'm like there's no other perspective in this yeah, life yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. this is the negative and it's right. terrible but there is always one little at least minor little yep. thing that we can look at to get our and the more you keep focusing that way then that's the more you'll think because it, what you feed into your brain is what then comes out, what we do, what, what happens in our life. Our thoughts create our feelings, which drive our actions. Sure. Absolutely. So really start feeding your brain with the gratitude, yeah. thankfulness, Finding one thing. joyful moments in your life, like mm-hmm. tap into those. So when the moments are not feeling very good, mm-hmm. tap into those moments, giving mm-hmm. you some hope. And I do, I mean, my life isn't perfect. I still have my ups and downs, yeah, 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 yeah. but I don't get so consumed yeah. over them before. Like I used to get so consumed, like my whole day, I couldn't even think clearly right because of this something going on, that's all I could think of. Mm-hmm. Now I can go, okay, this is happening, but there's also this other thing yeah. in life, this other way. Yeah. So I love yeah. that. I actually tell my daughter that every day is find one good thing every day. One good thing. I know sometimes it's hard. She's 15. Yeah. Just find the one thing. And it could be as simple as, you know, like the bird, the bird jumped, you know, right in front of my window. Um, 
but it makes a huge difference because if you can just make that a game, I mean, I make it a game, make it a game every day. You find one thing it, before you go to bed, you're like, okay, what was the one thing that was good? Because yeah. we do get all consumed with negativity and, and we miss the good things, even though the good things happen and we may have recognized it for a second, we forget about it until we actually purposely say, okay, well, what was the one good thing? Yeah. So I'm so glad you said that. That's why I lit up because I do, I say that to my daughter every day, like, okay, what was the one good thing? Find the one good thing because yeah. that will keep you happy. You know, it'll yeah. you it, smile on your face. It is like, yeah. and the thing is we have a choice. Like yeah. that was one thing I didn't realize in my old way of life is I just thought this is just life. This is the way it is. But right. We have a we choice. Have a choice. Yeah. We have a choice yeah. to think that way and it's like not change what you're thinking but okay I'm thinking that way but I can also think another way too there is other perspectives sure. as well right yeah. so it's really just starting to like pay it like I my bottom line is pay attention get curious on what's yeah. going on in your love brain it. love it love it that's one of my favorite words it's curiosity yeah okay well I I'm so grateful that you shared your story. I'm so grateful that you shared your words of wisdom. And, you know, I cannot wait to share this with my audience. I cannot wait to share this actually with my healthcare staff friends. And Mm -hmm. um, because I think that everybody, I think everybody needs to hear this, but especially, you know, that group of, of my peers. Um, So where can people find you? my dear. And I will make sure and put this in the show notes as well. Yeah. So I'm, um, my website, karenshable.com. I'm on Instagram, weight loss for nurses on Facebook, weight loss for nurses with Karen. So I'm out there putting my content. I have a podcast, weight loss for nurses as well. I love it. Like your podcast. I love just getting on there and talking and giving advice, like giving out advice, giving value, like helping Um, and then I also have a group program coming up in, uh, in, uh, two weeks, I'm going to start another uh, group program. I did a group program a few years ago Mm -hmm. and I've decided, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's time to get back doing it again. So I'm launching that in a couple of weeks. So if anybody I'm taking only very limited amount, uh, because it's, I just want to get it really well before I put a whole bunch more people in there. So anybody interested, reach out, but no, I just, I'm out there, you know, even if nobody hired me, I'm, I'm putting out there as much as I can to stop the, like the pain that we're going through. Like it can be shifted. So needed. You're so needed. So needed. All right. Great. Thank you so much. So if you guys are watching this on YouTube, make sure and click subscribe so you can be notified for all new episodes. And if you're listening to this on any of the podcast platforms, please hit subscribe as well. And I would love for you to write a review and I look forward to bringing you more interviews like Karen. I just love this so much. It feel, fills my bucket and I hope it fills your bucket as well. Thank you, Karen, so much again for doing this and sharing your wisdom and being a part of this. I really, really appreciate you. Thank you for having me.